Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Walk back up the kind of hill naked holding my balls <laughs> and... and prayed that nobody was up or nobody had seen me leaving and I don't know if they did but I, I came back in and walked over to two uh, guys again and climbed into this, my sleeping bag on top of the bed as quickly as I could Day one <sighs> Tough going I think the minute you stand still is the minute you're dead Day two, um, 48 hours done now, uh, 3 full days down 72 hours in, 4 full days in and I wanted to get Day 5 uh, our five days done, sorry, going into day six now. Maybe it's been bred into me, but I've always had a, a curiosity to, to explore the world. Day 56, eight weeks, done and dusted. Mood is good, spirits are high. Day 43, done and dusted, actually. Day 32, done and dusted. Anything and everything is, is achievable. Yeah, this is going to be fucking epic, man. This is only 24 hours in, and um, yeah, it's tough. My name is Damien Brown, and welcome to Deep Roots. Morning of day three, um, beautiful crisp morning here again in the Namcha Bazaar, um, feeling good, slept well, a bit cold in the room but just kind of uh, tried to keep one position, had a beanie on all night, had socks on the top and uh, had a good night's sleep, um, feeling good, no real weird dreams which is uh, um, at altitude you seem to get them. Um, yeah, looking forward to the day. Headaches gone, feel better, uh, solid, solids coming out. So, uh, yeah, maybe that thing from yesterday just passed quickly. I hope so. Um, today we go, it's just an acclimatization hike. I think we go up four or five hundred meters up to some viewpoint of Everest. It's a tiny bit, no, it's nice, it's pretty clear. So, hopefully, we get a good view and uh yeah chill there for an hour and then come back down and then spend the night here again don't you so uh yeah i'll talk to you later cheers
just a note to self. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna talk into this for a second. Uh, I know, so uh, you can ignore me. I just do this from time to time. So, just to note to self about uh, position, uh, something that's come up <coughs> this morning. So we're about an hour into the hike. Getting very close to where we're actually going. Uh, but uh, it's about using my hamstrings more to kind of pull myself up uh, through the stride instead of uh, being quad dominant. When I do that, it seems to pull my hips kind of posteriorly and uh, uh, get my lower back into a nice neutral position. Uh, it feels uh, it feels better, it feels safer, uh, feels more kind of centered. Just then about trying to get the upper back aligned with that. Yeah, so uh, yeah, that, that's a good little insight from coming up this morning. Cheers guys. come up to this incredible viewpoint about 400 meters above Namche um, I'm literally surrounded by six seven and eight eight thousand meter peaks it's absolutely extraordinary this is a view that everyone should see in their lives it is jaw-droppingly beautiful wow i couldn't tell you the names of all the peaks um, anup has he's pointed out a few of them the nupsi spur um, amadablam which i is obviously very distinctive and beautiful beautiful i didn't know so close to everest and then uh, everest is just clouded uh, over at the moment in the background and then there's uh, there's <laughs> there's peaks everywhere it's just some of them have look absolutely ferocious
clouds are clearing a bit here so I think some of these peaks are coming out even more so I'm gonna I'm gonna grab my camera again and see if I can capture some of their extraordinary beauty and savage beauty really cheers So I'm back in Namche, um, good day, got to about 3,900 meters, that was that spectacular viewpoint. After that we headed down to a small town called um, Kumcha, I think it was, where the Hillary School was. We swept around then to um, the Everest Viewpoint Hotel and spent a little bit of time there, had a cup of coffee and some peanuts and then came back down to Namche. Um, all in all, a great day, felt good, moved well. Um, no real signs of altitude effects, um, unlike yesterday, apart from, um, well, I think it was a remnant of yesterday, just after we started, I had a bit of a kind of, a twist or a knot or a kind of a kind of dicky stomach and um i think that might be to do with um the food i ordered last night i had a kind of chicken a dal chicken curry and um i have a experience of eating spicy food at altitude that isn't um or that, that didn't really work out too well for me um and i think that might have been the thing that kind of had my stomach in a little even though i didn't feel it when i originally made the first um um first part of this uh, day three this morning i didn't feel too bad but it was just after we started i I kind of felt that knot and I, I think it might be down to that you know I have um a few years back I was traveling in Ethiopia and um I wanted to I was there for um one thing in particular which is called the Danakil depression and one of the um one of six lava lakes in the world called Eritral. Uh, and after that, I traveled to a place called Gondor. And in Gondor, it's not far from a, uh, an area called the Simeon Mountains, a beautiful area. So I was very keen to get up there and do a hike. I didn't really have the gear for doing any kind of mountaineering, um, but I, I, could, I, I had enough to kind of go on a kind of hike into decent altitude because there is some serious altitude in Ethiopia. It's absolutely one of the most amazing countries in the world. And if you ever get a chance, um, uh, do not hesitate to visit and travel around there. It's absolutely um, unique and uh, beautiful and different and eye-opening. Um, so I went up to the Simeon Mountains and um, I got a guide and... Um, on our first day, we were pushing along pretty well and we actually caught up with this group ahead of us um, who was a South Korean guy and um, an Ethiopian man, a man who had left the country in his early 20s and moved to Germany and had, you know, um, been incredibly successful there in, in terms of... Um, 
he was a professor in a university and he was really well spoken, like not a hint of an accent um, speaking English, just a highly educated man and a very interesting man. So um got chatting to them and um, they were, uh, yeah, just, you know, he was he was very interesting and a lovely man. And we um, we stuck together um, as a group, then all of us. So his their guides and my guide and myself, because we were all going to the same place and we ended up in um, in this kind of little rundown mountain kind of shack that night. Like there, there was very little infrastructure there, um, but there was this kind of two-roomed mountain. Um, what would you say, mountain house? And in the back, there was three beds, and that's where me and the two other guys, the South Korean and the Ethiopian man, were um, sequestered. And in the front, then all the guides and porters and all the low. Uh, there was kind of a, a little bit of an infrastructure there. Um, or there was a little bit of a kind of um, community there. Uh, there was a few more people hanging around. I think there was even an army guard, an army um, officer there, or. Um, Yeah, there was. I have pictures of him, I think. Um, and they all slept on the floor in the front. So anyway, that night when we were um, having our dinner's order taken, um, I had fallen in love with this Ethiopian dish called injera. Ah, just this, I loved it. It was kind of this ir- irritated kind of um, thick kind of fluffy pancake and you tear it up in your hands and then there'll be six different kind of little uh, mountains of or little kind of hills of food mostly vegetarian um but kind of spicy um and it was i don't know just it was terribly enjoyable to me and I'd, i couldn't really stop ordering it so when they came to ask me I saw that uh, some of the uh, porters were eating it and I asked, could I have an injera that night? And they kind of looked at me um, going, are you sure? And then the the um, the older Ethiopian gentleman who um, who had emigrated, you know, 40 years earlier to Germany, he was like, I don't know if you should be eating that. I was like, grand, you know, I was thinking, <laughs> I'm fine. I have an iron stomach, blah, 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 macho bullshit. Um so uh, I had my injera, the rest of them had like just plain chicken and rice and vegetables or something like that. And, um, yeah, it got dark and there's no, obviously no electricity up that high. So I was into bed early and uh, I remember a couple hours sleep and I just woke with this cramp in my stomach like this um, knot in my stomach. And I got this kind of basically... 20 second warning like if you do not get to a toilet in 20 seconds you're gonna shit yourself so (laughs) the toilet was um a little outhouse down it was like kind of down and around it was the kind of the the house was on a um the mountain house was kind of on the top of a hill and the um the outhouse was say 20 25 meters down and around um from that little mountain house so basically i um i and i had no head torch i think and i had no choice this was like an immediate you need to get to that toilet so i remember kind of climbing out of bed as quietly as i could and then out into the next room and then stepping over to um 
two porters or guides I can't remember uh, and then out into the cold night and then kind of fumbled my way down with a, the help of a little bit of moonlight down to the um, the kind of outhouse or whatever you want to call it the exterior toilet and um, didn't matter found one and sure enough it was a squat toilet uh, and sure enough there was no toilet paper and there was me best just in a pair of jocks <laughs> and um, squatted down and to use a Mickey Flanagan expression uh, the world fell out of my arse <laughs> uh, it was just carnage um, and I'm sit, I'm like holding this squat thinking fuck me I've just got this jo- my jocks on no toilet paper it's pitch black uh, I can't see fuck all um, so uh, yeah I'm, I'm there for a little while uh, emptying the, the dirty radiator water out of me and um, uh, no choice but to tear up my jocks basically and uh, use that as toilet paper and, and I just um, yeah basically I walked back up the kind of hill naked holding my balls <laughs> and uh prayed that nobody was up or nobody had seen me leaving and I don't know if they did but I, I came back in and walked over to two uh, guys again and climbed into this, my sleeping bag on top of the bed as quickly as I could and then in the morning obviously you know um, sorted myself out um, I went out for breakfast and I was still feeling ropey uh, the next morning but I remember um, I walked out and uh, the older Ethiopian gentleman was um you know, he was a very kind of uh, softly spoken man, like beautifully spoken, highly educated. And he was having, he was seemed to be in an argument uh, in the uh, local uh, dialect, which I think is called Asmeric, if I can remember correctly. And, um, you know, and the argument seemed to be getting pretty heated. And I was, um, I didn't really, I thought it was a bit out of place. I couldn't kind of even fathom what it would be about and uh went on for about five or six minutes and then it finished up and he kind of threw his hands in the air and walked over to us and sat down at the um breakfast kind of table i think and um i i asked him kind of you know was just curious like i was wondering is there something wrong or like is you know is there something happening that you know i need to know about because he was kind of our our go-to you know um between the the guides whose english were pretty poor and uh, and the you know the army officer and all that and he goes i was just down in that toilet and it's a fucking disgrace <laughs> he said i don't know what happened down there uh, but somebody's after leaving in an absolute um state <laughs> And I just sunk into myself <laughs> and didn't have the uh, I didn't have the ability to tell him that that was my doing. And um, and yeah, I just quietly uh, went about eating my cornflakes, uh, feeling terrible physically and um, yeah, and, and mentally and um, tried my best to avoid him for the rest of the day. And uh, anyway, sure enough, um, that injera had such an effect on me that I, I really, I couldn't even go any further. I don't even know what altitude we were at there that day, but um, I had to pull plug on the whole thing and let, the, um, let them go ahead with their trek. 
and I ended up being carted out of there on a donkey, would you believe it or not? I have, um, I have some uh, uh, famous images that uh, particularly one of my mates, Dave Nolan, likes to um, likes to bring up every now and again of me kind of sitting at the end of um, getting back to um, out of the mountains, back to the kind of the army checkpoints where I was able to pick up a uh, with my um, with my guide again, um, uh, sitting on a donkey that was probably half the size of me, and this kind of older Ethiopian gentleman who was the donkey minder. Uh, yeah, so that's my experience with spicy food at altitude. So I think um, from tonight onwards, I will be um, I'll be avoiding chicken dal and any sort of curry and spicy food, and I think I'll just stick with nice plain rice and veg and maybe a bit of a bit of a protein if I can. So that's it for day three, and um, yeah, tomorrow uh, we're heading for Ding Ding Boucher, I think it's called. Um, but yeah, all good. Onwards, cheers. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.